Good evening, everybody. Welcome back to another V Brown Bag. Today's topic is VMware Skyline. What is it? Why do I need it? And how do I get started? Um, I think this is a topic that maybe we've seen in V Brown Bag before, but it's been a while if we have. So anybody who has seen a V Brown Bag session on VMware Skyline before, keep watching. You're probably going to learn some new things. If you missed those sessions the first time around, then good for you. We've got one right now for you to check it out and learn a few new things. I'm sure that I will. But before we get into the learning, uh, let's get off with a, a few housekeeping notes. So we like to keep this interactive. Uh, if you're watching this live, please use the Q&A tonight in Zoom or the hashtag VBrownBag to interact with us. Send us your questions. We'll send them uh, to our guest and get them answered for you. Uh, if it's after the fact, you can do the same thing. We'll try to get them answered for you if you're watching this on YouTube. And yes, we do have a YouTube channel. So if you're watching this live, check us out on YouTube, youtube.com slash V Brown bag, pretty easy to remember. If you're watching this on YouTube after the fact and you're wondering when you can tune in, this is our US show. It's recorded every Wednesday night at 7.30 p.m. Central. Be sure to uh, check in with us there. But if there are other times or languages even that work for you because you're in a different geography or speak a different language, check out our other uh, scheduled uh, weekly shows on the right there uh, and find the one that works best for you. I'm your host, Ken Nalbone, um, and please, if you are watching this and you think, hey, I have a great topic I'd like to talk about on V Brown Bag, reach out to me on Twitter. That's my handle right there. You can DM me or reach out to any one of the V Brown Bag hosts or just tweet at V Brown Bag, and we will get you on the schedule and get you your opportunity to enable the technical community and share something interesting that you've learned. Uh, but for learning tonight, we're going to turn it over to our guest, Nick Fritch. He's going to be leading us through a wonderful journey with VMware Skyline. So Nick, I'm gonna go ahead and hand it over to you and welcome to V Brown Bag. Perfect, thank you, Ken. All right. So the way I like to present Skyline uh, to customers, to the community, is share a few slides. What I'm going to try to do today is take my VMware hat off as best as I can put my VMware user group, V community hat on um, and be as interactive as I can be uh, with all the attendees tonight. Uh, so first a little bit about me uh, with uh, COVID and those sort of things, unfortunately we've been unable to, to meet like we usually would um, at different events. Uh, but again, um, as Ken warmly introduced me, again, my name is Nick Fritch. I'm, I'm currently a technical marketing manager at VMware I've uh, been at VMware for six years now, actually six plus years. Um, and that's a combination of roles between uh, previously a technical account manager and my current role. I also spent two years previously at a value added reseller, primarily doing professional and managed services. Um, and as also a customer uh, where I kind of got my start in IT from help desk to system administration to network administration. Uh, family, I have a family. Uh, four beautiful daughters. Uh, we basically live at the soccer field this time of year. Uh, this past weekend, we had six soccer games and a golf lesson. So uh, very busy weekend. That's pretty much our April and May, uh, as well as September and October is living at the soccer field. Um, and hobbies for me, uh, primarily I only have two of them because again, I have four daughters and they keep me very busy. Uh, but when I do have time, uh, I'm a very avid golfer. Um, in fact, if you follow me on Twitter, um, you'll notice that um, I follow a lot of folks in the golf industry as well as respond to those individuals. Um, I like to engage with, with those folks. Um, and I also enjoy a good sour beer. Um, so tonight, uh, in honor of uh, Cinco de Mayo, if you're celebrating at home, um, I'm drinking an urban artifact, uh, Key Lime Goza, uh, which is a type of sour beer. So with that, um, let's dive right in. Um, I'm, again, I'm going to hit those three topics um, that were in the title of the, of the title slide. Uh, so first of all, what is it? Um, so I like to use an analogy. Um, you know, it's like a recall for your VMware products. Um, so if you think about a vehicle that you may or may not own, uh, but if you own a vehicle, the manufacturer may reach out to you from time to time and tell you, we know that you own this year, make and model of a vehicle. Uh, we know for a fact that there's certain recalls with that vehicle, such as the airbag might fail, the seatbelt might fail, uh, the hood might fly off while you're driving down the highway, whatever it may be. Uh, but they're aware of that issue. They make you aware of the issue so that you can prevent it if you so choose. Um, you can obviously choose not to prevent it and you know take that risk of 
driving down the highway and your hood flying off. Uh, but at least they make you aware of that and then give you the how they can fix it. And usually that's taking it to the dealership. Uh, that is very similar to what Skyline does for you for your VMware products. Um, so the idea is VMware becomes aware of certain bugs, potential issues, uh, items that impact the usability of VMware products. Uh, and then within Skyline, we make you aware that based upon a version, build, configuration, some other details about your specific environment, we make you aware uh, that we know, VMware knows, um, that there's an issue that could impact you. Maybe it's as simple as a purple screen of death, even though that's not that simple, um, but obviously a relatively common issue, excuse me, within VMware environments. Um, but we can make you aware that, hey, you have the potential potential for this to occur. VMware is aware, already aware of it. We've already fixed it. And here's how you can go about fixing it again, if you so choose. Now, those recommendations for how to avoid it are always backed by some form of documentation. Um, so that's usually a KB article, a knowledge base article. Uh, we also identify security, security vulnerabilities um, backed in the form of our VMware security advisory site, um, docs or VMware validated design slash cloud foundation design decisions. Um, so we do um, identify configuration recommendations as well. Um, and then we also have an idea of what we call it's an upgrade recommendation, but it's really a consolidated recommendation. Um, and with all this, um, I know I'm showing a few slides here. We will dive into um, a demo of this um, and I'll walk through it with what that looks like within Skyline Advisor for you. Um, so you'll really be able to grasp um, all these concepts that I'm showing now. You'll be able to grasp on how this can be consumed by yourself and how you can take advantage of it. Uh, moving down there, you know, the table of a potentially affected object. So, um, for example, let's say you have five vCenter servers and 50 ESXi hosts. Uh, we're not going to just tell you, hey, there's a potential issue for, you know, for this to occur within your environment. We're going to tell you which objects are potentially impacted. So maybe it's two out of those five or 25 out of those 50, and then we will list those in a table. So it's not, we narrow down from the, here's what could happen here's how you can fix it. And here are the objects that need to be quote unquote fixed, um, not necessarily fixed, but um, have that potential for um, either again, an issue or an impact of usability within your environment. Um, and then finally, so that's all kind of the proactive stuff. Um, a reactive component of Skyline, which I'll walk through is also the ability to do automated support bundle generation. Uh, so for those times when you do an experience an issue and you need help from VMware Global Support Services, uh, today, you would utilize Secure FTP or Customer Connect slash MyVMware. Uh, with Skyline, we automate that process for you um, in a few clicks. And again, I'll show you what that looks like here in just a few moments um, in a demo, live demo. Uh, why do I need it? Um, and I'll, I'm always upfront with my customer. That's really up to you. Um, so my goal with, again, meeting with anyone, including our, the community here, is to show you what Skyline can do, how it can bring value, um, how you can utilize it. Um, and then it's really up to you, you for you to determine um, whether it makes sense for you or not. Like, is it something that you can really bring value out of that you should spend time implementing? Or maybe just not right now, it's not right for you um, and you'll skip it for now and move on. Um, my goal here is just to give you all the benefits of Skyline and how you can get started. Um, so why do you need it? Really, it's drive awareness. Um, I always hit on the awareness um, you know, we all understand that we're not upgrading, doing change management, you know, daily or weekly. Um, those are usually planned out. Uh, maybe it's quarterly or maybe even bi-yearly, but we can at least drive awareness. So in that same instance of driving down the highway, hood flies off, you take it to the dealership and the dealership goes, oh yeah, we knew that could happen. You don't want to be in that situation where you go, well, why didn't you tell me? Um, here we can at least tell you, hey, this could happen, drives awareness around that potential risk within your environment. Um, and then if something does occur, maybe you're already at least aware of it. Um, Skyline's already notified you it could occur. Um, but again, it brings a level of awareness. Um, obviously, those recommendations to mitigate it um, in those forms of, again, patches, updates, configuration changes, um, the automatic identification of potentially affected objects. So again, um, in the example of uh, a really good example is a security vulnerability. So in a security vulnerability, uh, VMware releases a new advisory backed by some CVEs. Um, if you have a security team or maybe a, a security person that's more focused around making sure 
um, holes are filled, firewall ports are closed, environments are patched and closed and those sort of things, they might come to you and say, are we vulnerable to this new advisory? Uh, within Skyline, we'll do that automatic identification for you. So we'll say, yes, you're vulnerable, and here's the objects that are vulnerable, or no, you're not vulnerable. Uh, safe time transferring support bundles. Again, I'll show you what that looks like. Um, and you can, again, make that comparison for yourself to whether that's time saves uh, if you're using my v uh, secure FTP or my VMware slash customer connect. Um, and then finally, it is no additional cost. Um, so I didn't want to leave that out. Um, the you know, very common question with many products is how, how much does it cost? How do I license it? Uh, Skyline is no additional cost. The only minimum requirement is that you have a production support um, entitlement account or agreement with VMware. Uh, that is the minimum requirement. Uh, if you have Premier support or our new support offering, Success360, we also support that as well. Um, but again, production support with VMware is that minimum. So Nick, can I ask a quick question? Absolutely. For folks who want to give Skyline a try, would they need to be using it in their production environment then? Folks with home labs and VMUG licenses mm -hmm. or VExpert license service or whatever, don't maintain a support contract, obviously. And, and since that's a requirement, is Skyline not an option for them? That's a fantastic question. I'm actually really glad you asked that. Uh, the answer is for home labs, uh, community, members, community members, the answer is unfortunately no. Um, there's no way today uh, for you know, the broader community with home labs, which I know there are many of, to take advantage of Skyline. So to basically install Skyline in their own environment because of that production support requirement. Um, we are thinking, I'll call it. Um, obviously, you can't get too forward looking, but we are considering or thinking about ways um, how we can leverage, um, interact with the community more in the future. Um, but unfortunately, today, there's no option um, unless you decide to purchase production support. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know many home labbers who will. <laughs> no, so, no, I mean, not at all. <laughs> hey, it's, it's fair. I'm sure it's logistically challenging, but I just wanted to put that out there. Uh, yes. We do have a question from the audience. Totally not me. Not being snarky here. <laughs> Hypothetically, this, this uh, listener wants to know, if I'm running pirated software, is Skyline going to tell on me? Uh, so I would say no, um, we don't collect. Uh, so what we're collecting, um, to try to answer this question as best as I can, we're basically collecting product metadata. So if you think about an ESXi host at a very simplest level, there's a version number and a build number along with many other attributes um, within an ESXi host. Uh, those are properties, version is a property, builds a property. We collect the details of those properties. So version 7.0 build, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. We do not collect licenses today. Um, so that's not included uh, within what Skyline collects today. Um, so we don't collect any license keys. Um, so no, if you're running pirated software, although um, that would be against the EULA, I'll put my VMware hat back on, that's against the EULA. I'll take it back off. Um, VMware would not be able to determine that. Uh, and further note from a how VMware fits or Skyline, I'm sorry, Skyline fits into the um, customer experience improvement program. The idea here is to provide an enhanced support experience. It is not to quote unquote spy on our customers. Fair enough, thanks. Yep. Uh, so how do I get started? Uh, really, the first step is the Skyline Collector Virtual Appliance. Uh, so that's really all that appliance does is collect product usage data. Um, so, well, product usage data and the support bundles. The product usage data, that's that product metadata that I kind of spoke to previously. Um, again, it's minimal in size. I mean, we're talking bytes, kilobytes in size. That data collection size is shown within the Skyline Collector Virtual Appliance. Uh, it's, you can download it from my VMware, well, Customer Connect, sorry. Um, old habits are hard to break. Uh, from Customer Connect, um, it's delivered in OVF format, so it's the standard deploy OVF template from within vCenter server. It's built on Photon OS. Uh, you can see the resource requirements there. I've kind of laid those out. Um, we do support thin, um, so you can start thin. And that 87 gig disk, um, it's a flat disk. Um, so what I mean is it doesn't ever grow larger than that. So you don't have to account for, hey, we have a large environment. We're going to be collecting a lot of data. I got to make sure I'm adding you know, additional disks, VMDKs to the collector. Uh, that's not the way the collector works. Basically, 
the collector collects that data, sends it to VMware. Once VMware has it, it's removed from the collector. So 87 gigs is as large as that get disk will ever get. Um, and if you do obviously thick provisioning, it'll uh, do that 87 gigs up front. Uh, another requirement is a cloud services organization. So Skyline Advisor is a service. Uh, it's basically SaaS um, delivered to you. The collector is that on-premises component that our customers have to deploy. Uh, cloud services organization um, is the platform where Skyline Advisor is delivered and where you consume the findings, the recommendations, uh, utilize log assist, et cetera. Um, so that cloud services organization has components such as access management, billing, uh, developer features. You can do federation to your local Active Directory. Uh, you can also do multi-factor authentication. Um, so if you think about cloud services organization um, as a container that sits inside of VMware Cloud Services, um, and then you consume services. So, um, and again, I'll show an example of this, but for instance, let's say you have Skyline Advisor, you also are using Vue Operations Cloud, and you're also using VMware Cloud on AWS. You, all three of those services would be inside of a single organization, most likely, call it Acme Corporation, call it the Brown Bag, um, and then you divvy up access to each of those services. So let's say, for example, uh, I myself, I only need access to Skyline. I can do that. And let's say Ken needs access to VMware Cloud on AWS. I can give Ken access to just VMware Cloud on AWS, again, using those constru constructs. Um, and I'll, I'll dive into that just a little bit because that is a good kind of day two, uh, never used cloud services brand new to it. Um, that's one of the very common things our customers will ask is, okay, I have Skyline Advisor and I want to give my other team members access. How do I do that? And I'll show you how to do that in just a few moments. Um, and then we have a get started workflow. Um, so creating that cloud services organization, if you don't have one already, and downloading, installing, and registering that appliance um, is all delivered through a wizard that we've built uh, for you. Um, there's the URL there, basically sky, skyline.vmware.com slash get dash started. Um, we'll take you to that get started workflow where you'll, again, create that organization, download, install, and register that appliance. Uh, architecture, real quick. Again, I want to try to mix in as much technical details as I could. Um, stay away from the marketing as much as I could. Uh, this is kind of a very high-level basic architecture. Um, so we have the cloud services organization that you'll create. Um, a component of that is users. Um, and again, that could be many service users, but for the purposes of Skyline, it's your Skyline Advisor users and the Skyline Advisor service. All of those, those two components in particular reside as part of that cloud services organization. That organization, uh, you register that collector. Again, that's within uh, the customer's data center on-premises. Um, it connects to that cloud services organization. And then you add NSX, uh, you add vCenter server, Realize Operations Manager, Horizon Connection Server, um, or if you're utilizing VMware Cloud Foundation, um, you also add the SDDC Manager to that Skyline collector. Um, so that's a very basic architecture there. Um, the next slide goes into a little bit more advanced architecture. Um, so I'll kind of talk through the different use cases here for why you would need more than one collector. And before you uh, do, Nick, we actually have a question that's pretty timely then. Uh, yes. One of our viewers is asking, are there any special firewall rules that need to be enabled for communication? Or is it just doing something like port 443 out to uh, VMware cloud services from the Skyline collectors? Yep, there are uh, two out two destinations from the collector to VMware, uh, both over port 443, um, so standard port. Um, and the two destinations are vcsa.vmware.com. Um, so that's for the sending of data, so product usage data, support bundles. The other is vapp-updates, so vapp, all one word, vapp-updates.vmware.com. Um, and that is again over 443, and that's for updates to the Skyline Collector appliance. Um, so right now we're on version 2.7. Uh, when we release the next version, whatever it may be, 2.8 or 3.x, uh, whatever it may be, uh, the, there's no offline upload or offline update available today. Um, so most of you are probably familiar with downloading the update, staging it, and then performing the update with the Skyline Collector virtual appliance. What it does is actually goes out to that vapupdates.vmware.com, checks for an update. If there is an update available, 
you have the option for either automatic upgrades. So update as an update's available, just do it, no need to involve me, or a manual update where the collector checks, notifies you that yes, there's an update available, and then it's up to you to actually perform the update. Um, so that's the purpose of that particular port. So yeah, two destinations, again, vcsa.vmware.com, vapp-updates.vmware.com, both over 443, um, and that's also available um, both internal and external um, outbound. Um, those ports are called out within our documentation as well. Cool, thanks. And thanks for the qu questions, folks. Absolutely. So here in the advanced architecture, uh, what I'm showing is basically one organization, so still just one cloud services organization, but two collectors. Uh, the only reason, uh, there's really two reasons, um, one in particular and the second one that doesn't come into play often, uh, but I do like to warn customers of, um, is if you do have geographic dispersed data centers. Um, so either a data center across countries, so California and say New York, or across continents or countries, so Europe and U the United States, uh, whatever it may be where you have VMware products and services in each of those locations. Um, again, that collector's primary purpose is to send data. Um, and for instance, you wouldn't want to necessarily deploy a collector in California that's collecting data from a vCenter server in New York over that you know, wide area connection, whatever it may be. Um, that product usage data is again, small. I said bytes to kilobytes in size. Um, so if you had to do a, you know, a more geographic deployment, it would probably work where you're going to run into problems is when you're generating those support bundles and let's say a support bundle from that vCenter in New York and then sending it to that collector in California. Um, many of you are probably aware those can be megabytes to gigabytes in size. Um, and that's where you can run into issues. So that's where we say, just put a collector in each of those geographic dispersed data centers. You can still register them to the same organization um, so when logging the Skyline Advisor, you wouldn't have to necessarily log into two different advisor environments to see your two different data centers. All that data would be aggregated into one view, we'll call it. Um, so that's what we're basically showing here is two collectors, uh, two vCenters, two NSXs, um, both basically in different environments, um, but again, all registered with a single cloud services organization. And then from a kind of a configurations maximum, that's always a common question. You know, how many vCenters does it support? How many objects? Uh, today, we don't have a configuration maximums for the Skyline collector. Uh, so we have customers that have added 20, 25 vCenter servers to a single collector without any issue at all. Um, and we also support many different types of products, all registered to a single collector. So you could have 10 vCenter servers, 10 NSX managers, five Horizon connection servers, again, all added to a single collector and we support that as well, um, no issues at all. All right, um, so now I'm going to stop sharing in just a moment, um, switch over to a couple different demo environments, um, and I can show you as much or as little as you want. Um, I tried to spin up a few different environments to show different components. Um, so if you have questions or you wanna see this or that, um, please let me know, and I can, I'm usually pretty flexible. Um, I've basically been doing these for three years, um, so um, I can navigate pretty quickly. Um, just let me know. But basically, I'll kind of touch quickly upon cloud services. Um, again, if you're new to that, that still may not make sense. Like, what are you talking about, Nick? What is VMware Cloud Services? What's a cloud services organization? Um, so I'm gonna just touch on that quickly. Um, I'm gonna show a few findings. Um, so that's kind of the hardest skyline, again, is those uh, potential issue identification, uh, you know, security vulnerability identification. So I, I like to go into those and show a few different examples. Uh, look quickly at upgrade recommendations. Again, that's that consolidated recommendation. And then obviously show the workflow for Log Assist. Um, so I'm not going to dive into every nitty gritty detail of Skyline Advisor. Um, again, show the highlights of um, what customers have found most useful. Um, and as always, like to touch on the day two. So you're, uh, this sounds great. I'm going to adopt Skyline. How do I get the most use out of it um, immediately? Um, I'll definitely show a few of those as well. So give me just a moment here. I'm gonna minimize that. Um, it is gonna make me log back into all these different environments because I logged in at the beginning of the session um, and the sessions have timed out. Um, so give me just a moment here. 
I just got to log back in and then we will dive right, right in. All right. So first thing I'm going to talk about is, um, and I know I'm not sharing yet. I just need to switch orgs. All right. So we're going to share screen Firefox. All right. So what you're looking at now is um, it's VMware Cloud Services. So that's the platform, uh, cloud.vmware.com. Um, once you log in, you this is basically the cloud console, they call it. Um, you'll see here on the left, um, services. So here are all, you know, this is only one service for this particular organization. Um, just for your knowledge, the organization name is Skyline TMM. Um, so Skyline Tech Marketing. Um, if you were to deploy Skyline, this would most likely be, you know, your company name or your company name slash uh, your team name. Um, so this basically identifies your, quote unquote, your organization, your business, your company. Um, this right here, VMware Skyline Demo. That's the account I'm logged in with. Um, so we log in with a Gmail account um, to basically show what a customer would see. If I were to log in with my VMware account, um, it does some internal VMware stuff that um, doesn't truly depict what a customer would see. So we truly use an external account to log in here um, to try to show what a customer would see um, as closely as we can. Um, so again, here only one services. What we show here at the bottom are all the additional services. Um, so I mean, if I did a search here real quick, it should show up. Oh, not there. I wanted to do a search in the browser. Um, so there's VMware Cloud and AWS. Um, it's not enabled on this organization, but if you were to say, hey, we're going to purchase VMware Cloud and AWS or VMware Cloud DR or Verizon Operations Cloud, um, you could purchase it through cloud services, and then it would just show up here as another service. Um, so that's the way the cloud services, VMware Cloud Services work. I did want to show... Identity and Access Management here on the left. Um, so you see here myself, I'm already a member of this organization. Uh, Kelsey Lemon is my partner in crime. So he's another technical marketing manager um, on the Skyline team. He is creating a lot of the videos that you see on our YouTube channel. Um, so we do have a dedicated Skyline YouTube channel um, that's going through a lot of the day two stuff, um, how to use Skyline, uh, various operations management packs. Um, so Kelsey is doing all that great work. Um, and then we have this account here, VMware Skyline Demo at gmail.com. That's the account I'm logged in with right now. Um, so again, common use case, I've logged in or I've done the get started workflow with Skyline. And now I want to add additional users. You would just come in here to active users and add, say, um, we're going to add Ken at um, vmware.com. Just as an example, just a simple email address. And then you get to choose whether 10 is going to be an organization member or an organization owner. The key difference here as it relates to um, user management is an organization owner can add, edit, and remove users. An organization member can't. Um, there's some other components that um, I'm not as familiar with, but when I talk about Skyline, that's a key primary difference. So if, if I was to make Ken a member and then say, um, Ken, you know, can you make, um, add Jonathan and Sean, you know, add them to Skyline. Ken would not be able to do that. Um, he would not be able to give them access because um, he is just an organization member. But if I was make Ken an organization owner, um, Jonathan and Sean would be able to add it. Ken would be able to add them to Skyline to that individual service. Um, so that's the first step. The second step is that individual service access. So Skyline Advisor is the only option we have here since that's the only service enabled. Um, but here we, and we have two roles, Skyline administrator and user. I'm not going to go into all the details. There's, I think, six or seven differences, um, basically things that an administrator can do that a user cannot. Um, an administrator can do things like add additional collectors, um, link and unlink entitlement accounts. Um, there's a enhanced SR visibility that, again, is only available to Skyline administrators. Um, again, that's documented in our documentation. Um, there's also a knowledge base article that details those differences. But again, we pick and choose which one. If you choose both, it's gonna to default to administrator. So we would choose you know, the role that we would want uh, that Ken to have. So Ken's gonna be organization owner. If we're gonna give him access to Skyline Advisor uh, with this Skyline administrator role, um, and then send Ken an invite um, informing Ken that uh, he's been invited to the Skyline TMM organization. Um, so that's basically how it works. 
if you were thinking, okay, so does Ken need to create a new account, uh, a new password to log into VMware Cloud Services? Uh, the answer to that is no. So as long as um, you have an existing, you know, by VMware slash customer connect account, you can use that same email password combination to log into VMware Cloud Services. So if you're logging into customer connect today with a, again, email password combination, you can log into VMware Cloud Services again with that same combination. All right, I'm gonna cancel that. I'm not actually gonna add Ken, um, but that's the, the key component there for adding additional users. And then obviously you could also come in here and remove users if you wanted to, um, but that whole user management function um, is right there um, at a very basic level underneath this identity and access management. Um, if you were to say, okay, if I added Ken as an organization member, basically this entire panel here on the left would not be visible to Ken. So you wouldn't see active users, wouldn't see groups, et cetera. Uh, would not be visible to Ken. All right, uh, enough on um, identity and access management. We're gonna now dive into um, a different organization. So give me one moment here. I'm gonna switch organizations and go right into um, an organization that is pretty messy on purpose. I think there's 150 plus findings. Um, the reason is, is that gives us the capability to demo a lot of different findings. And I have a, a few that I like to show um, that are just really relatable, in my opinion, really, really relatable to our customers who work uh, within a VMware environment day in and day out. Um, so again, I'm not going to go into all the details here. Um, I'll just highlight a few things um, here in the middle. Um, we do have a middle left. We do have a collector's details panel. The idea here is to, if you did have more than one collector and you wanna keep tabs on basically the health of those collectors without logging into each individual collector, um, this is how you could do that. So we roll up that collector health within Skyline Advisor um, in that collector, excuse me, collector details page. Uh, we do show the version here. Um, this right here is a friendly name. So that's a user entered name that you get to enter. Um, you could base it, upon location, team, data center, hardware equipment, whatever you want, whatever you choose, um, but that is a user entered name. Um, so that's how you can see that here. You can see there's some inactive collectors, some healthy collectors. You can see all the products that have been added to those collectors. Um, so again, here you can see multiple different types of products as well as multiple of one type of products. Um, if there's any issues with them uh, from privileges perspective, connectivity, um, we roll all that up within that collector details page. Speaking of privileges, we just had a, a question from Jonathan. He was wondering if um, a Skyline employee can have access to, uh, I'm sorry, a GSS employee can have access to a Skyline environment to pull logs or do any troubleshooting on behalf of a customer. The answer to that is yes. Um, and I'll show you how. Um, so basically I'm gonna skip ahead a little bit, which is perfectly fine. That's perfect um, to log assist. So on the log assist tab here, um, this is the, the primary component here is to pull, so generate and transfer, send support bundles. Uh, the question being, can a GSS employee pull slash request support bundles using Skyline? Um, and the answer to that is yes. The way that would work is internally within VMware. Uh, we have um, VMware employees, including myself, um, but more importantly, our technical support engineers can log into Skyline Advisor. It is, I'll say 97% of the same as what you see here. So what you see is basically what we see. Um, so from the instance of uh, doing a little kind of, we'll call it role-playing, is you've had an issue, uh, you didn't upload logs. Um, and usually today, <coughs> excuse me, the VMware technical support engineer would probably reach out to you and say, uh, Mr. or Mrs. Customer, uh, we need a log bundle for this particular host or uh, edge services gateway if you're using NSX. Um, can you generate that and upload that for me? And then they kind of wait. With Skyline, what they can do is basically walk through these steps. So again, I'm playing the role of a VMware technical support engineer, engineer is they would choose the SR. Um, so they're aware that you know, they need a support bundle for this particular SR. You can only choose one SR. 
Oh, this one doesn't have inventory data. That's not going to work. Let me switch to a different organization real quick. I apologize. One that has organization or inventory data. And as I alluded to on the slide, it's a live demo and we all know what happens with live demos. All right, so we're back here. In this one, I'm pretty sure the inventory data is uh, populated correctly. Um, so again, here we're gonna choose the SR. Again, I'm playing the role of a VMware technical support engineer. Uh, we go and basically we see an inventory tree here. Um, so you can choose one object. You can also choose many objects. So I can expand it here. And if you notice, it's um, very similar look and feel to the vSphere client. So we have vCenter, data center, cluster host. Um, so I pick and choose, I'm gonna choose two ESXi hosts in this instance. Um, so here on the left, we basically built a job. And again, I'm a technical support engineer. I'm basically saying I need to request a support bundle from Dell-01, Dell-02, and I'm gonna upload it to this particular SR that my customer that I'm working with has opened. Um, basically we click, next day we click initiate log transfer and then confirm initiate log transfer. I'm not actually gonna confirm it, just not to create unnecessary support bundles. But basically what happens now, if I were to click initiate log transfer as a technical support engineer, the customer would receive uh, what's called a log transfer request. So I'm gonna uncheck this for the moment. What you would see as the customer before anything happens is you would see a log transfer request that says, Nick Fritch, technical support engineer, has requested a support bundle for this SR for Dell 01 and Dell 02. Do you accept or reject that log transfer request? If you accept it, the Skyline collector will then generate that support bundle and transfer it to VMware for that particular SR. If you reject it, basically nothing happens. Um, so you still have control uh, from that perspective of knowing what our technical support team is doing, um, approving or rejecting any actions that they're taking. Uh, the only action they can take is request a support bundle. Um, and then you also have the option to auto approve those. So in the instance of um, I'm working with VMware, I need them to get whatever they need whenever they want it from a support bundle perspective. Again, um, I'm just gonna enable auto approve. Um, and then whenever a technical support engineer requests a log bundle, it's just automatically approved and it's generated and transferred. Um, so that's your other option as opposed to a manual approve and reject that would appear here. And then if you have, again, you're manually approving them or auto approving them, the log library has all previous log transfer requests. Um, so here, these are all made by the customer, VMware Skyline demo. Um, you can see the inventory items. This was a connection server, uh, whether it was successful or not. I'm gonna go back to, let me go back to the last page and see if there's some with that were requested by a VMware employee. Uh, this is gonna be an environment that doesn't have one. So if it was requested by a VMware employee, what you would see here is not the customer name, but the actual technical support engineer name. So again, here it's requested by, if it was a VMware technical support engineer, it would say Nick Fritch. The icon's a slightly different uh, format to indicate a VMware employee. Um, but again, you could see all the details. Who initiated it? Um, if it was auto-approved or approved by an individual, um, and then whether it was completed, rejected, in progress, failed, um, the different statuses that are available. So this is basically your audit for um, any bundles generated and transferred using Skyline Log Assist. So basically I wrap that up into the answer is yes, and this is how it would occur um, from a support workflow perspective. And then basically what I, in the same time covered was if you were using this as a customer, um, it's the same process as again, our technical support engineer. So uh, first step, and it is a requirement for transferring any support bundle is you have to open the SR first uh, and generate that SR number. Um, so you'd still have to do that today using customer connect. You could then come to Skyline, um, log assist, Again, choose the SR, choose next, choose the objects, um, you know, all three controllers, do initiate and confirm. Um, and again, conservative say, you know, if you're used to generating and uploading manually today, um, this is a much simpler process. We now leverage technology to do it. 
um, you know, couple clicks, couple minutes. Because um, once I click initiate here, the bundles aren't automatically there. So that's, you know, a good point. Um, but basically that job's created, it gets sent to the collector and then the collector does the generation and the upload as opposed to you having to do it. Well, that's so much easier than the old way. I can say that. That was our, our goal. <laughs> all right. Uh, I'm going to bounce back to that other org real quick. The one with all the different findings and was um, a little bit messy to dive into again, some of those um, findings that I like to show. All right. Um, so here again, just covering on high level details, you can filter on the left, um, you can filter by inventory object. This one doesn't have inventory data, that's okay. Uh, severity category, you know, you can do one or many, um, you can filter down. Um, as you can see now, 152 findings, that's a lot. That's a lot to consume as a customer. Um, so you have some filter capabilities there on the left um, to kind of narrow that scope. Um, what I always use um, when showing this to customers is a basic text search. Um, so I'm gonna type in HTML here and show this particular finding. Um, so each finding has a unique ID, um, basically has fronted by the product, then a brief description, and then a KB number, or basically a, a source of information. So usually it's a KB, can also be a VMSA. I'll show an example of that again in just a moment. Uh, severity category, first observed. So this is basically when this finding first appeared within Skyline for you, uh, you know, based upon your environment details. Uh, brief description. Um, so basically the, the issue here, uh, the, the reason I like this one is um, unless you kind of stumbled upon it or you happen to find the KB, it's something that could happen that you kind of be scratching your head. Um, so the issue here is, I mean, it's older versions of vCenter, um, but again, I'm trying to grasp the concept here of, of what could happen and what Skyline's trying to inform you of is if you're using 6.5 or 6.7, again, older than what we're recommending there just below the description, and you remove the, uh, a folder, that folder object that you can create from inventory. So you just right click on the folder and do you know, remove object. What happens, um, it's a bug in the software that any powered off VMs in that folder are actually deleted from disk. Uh, so that is not the expectation. Uh, we would, you know, VMware doesn't just uh, delete VMware's or virtual machines from disk without first warning you of it multiple times. Um, so that's a bug. And if you think about that experience of someone's working within the vSphere client, uh, they don't need this folder. They're just gonna remove the folder object. Those VMs would normally be removed or moved to the default folder object. Uh, but here we're actually gonna, you know, what happens is VMs are deleted from disk. So maybe it's hours or maybe it's days or could be weeks later, either you or a teammate are going, okay, where'd those VMs go? Uh, what happened to them? And you're searching and then you go, oh, it looks like someone deleted them. Why did they delete them? you know, what happened? So it's kind of that, you know, that backtracking then. Um, and then maybe you call support and support goes, oh yeah, we already know about that and we've already fixed it. Um, so that's kind of the, the concept there is, you know, this is an actual, you know, it's not a, a patch or an update. This is a, uh, from the perspective of um, working within the vSphere client, something that could happen that's inadvertent, but then causes, you know, a lot of questions that need to be answered, restoring virtual machines from backup, um, all because of a bug within the vSphere client. Um, so that's basically the, the issue. That's what could happen. Um, doesn't mean it will happen. Um, doesn't mean that it has already happened. Um, just means it could happen. Um, so that's an important point from Skyline um, is that we're not detecting what has happened in the environment. We're not analyzing log bundles, scraping logs. Um, we're looking at that, again, that very basic metadata and then doing an analysis on that and determining what could happen within your environment. And then going down from a recommendations perspective, basically this is where we call out, okay, we know this could happen and this is VMware where VMware's already fixed it. And by the nature of VMware, the way we fix bugs in our software is usually through a patch or an update. Um, so that should be of no surprise to anyone. Uh, we fixed this in two different updates based upon the version 6.5 or 6.7. So that's where we fixed it. And then again, we call out the only one vCenter server has the potential for this to happen. Um, so I can't show inventory data in this one. I can guarantee there's more than one vCenter server in this environment. 
Um, but we are calling out that it's only this particular vCenter server that has the potential for this issue to occur. I'm gonna go back. I did see a question. Um, will this work in my ESX4 environment? You can tell that one's a bit snarky. I think though, the real <laughs> question would be like how far back does support go uh, on products? If it's a you know product that VMware is still keeping in, you know, technical support, general support, does Skyline support it? Do you go back a little bit further, perhaps? So we are, yep, we are loosely following the end of general support end of technical guidance uh, support phase. Uh, we call out, so from a findings perspective, we do go back as far as 5.5. So let's say for, for instance, you add a vCenter server for, um, to this particular, to Skyline. Um, I've not done it, so it's gonna probably do one of two things. It's gonna flag that there's a ton of findings for it because you know from the uh, a version build perspective, it's vulnerable to basically everything, every security advisory, every purple screen of death because of how old it is, um, which is, isn't really useful, or it's gonna re report zero findings um, because we're not looking at environments that old. Um, but again, we are looking at from a building recommendations perspective, um, if you were to add a vCenter server 4.4, just to say 4.0, 4.1, the recommendation at a minimum is gonna be, you need to upgrade to 5.5 at a minimum. Um, sometimes it'd be higher than that. I think that you did a great job of answering that question. <laughs> that, you know, maybe the, the asker didn't quite expect it to be so fully answered. <laughs> I always do the best I can, but yeah, we haven't actually tested this against a, an actual poor environment. So I can't say for certain what the experience will be. <laughs> Um, so next, I'm just going to do a search for a CVE just to highlight um, a few other examples. Um, so you can search for a CVE number. Um, so if you're looking, you know, from a security perspective, um, you know, I can type in 2020 dash. I'm just copying off that first one there. And then when to search for a particular CVE or a particular VMSA, you could do that as well to quickly find information. Um, same information here. But again, notice here we reference the VMSA instead of a KB number. Um, also, um, you know, again, we call out where we fixed it. It's in an update, and this is basically not necessarily where we fixed it, I apologize, but where we've secured the environment. So where we've secured ESXi from this particular vulnerability. Um, I didn't show this in the last one, but we do actually hyperlink the VMSA or the KB. So it takes you directly there. Um, you don't have to, again, open up a new window, type that in for yourself. Um, that takes you directly there. And then what I want to show here, um, again, I said, I guarantee there's more than one vCenter. Uh, this is a vCenter, uh, that's another vCenter. Um, so there is more than one vCenter server um, that's been added to this particular organization. And then again, note here, these are all the potentially affected, in this instance, ESXi hosts um, that are vulnerable to this particular vulnerability. Uh, what I do wanna show here is, you know, this is a table format here at the bottom. There's six columns, 29 rows, if we count the header row, you can export that information to a CSV file using this export button in the top right-hand corner. Uh, so they're basically this table at the bottom, the details of the ESXi host, which is probably the most valuable part of this one, in addition to the recommendation, um, can be exported to your local machine. So I just wanna show that quickly. Um, a good day two, so you're using Skyline, um, you're logging in maybe once a week, maybe a couple of times a month. Um, probably what you're going to do when you log in is you're going to ask, okay, what's new? So yesterday there were 150 findings. Today there's 152. You only want to see those two new findings. Um, the way you can do that is to quickly sort by this first observed date. Um, you have to do it twice because I'll do oldest to newest first. Do you want to see newest to oldest? Um, so what you'll see here is this first observed. Uh, for this particular one to April 2nd, this is March 31st, uh, again, March 31st, and we go back from there. So that's just a really quick way, um, again, depending on how often you're logging into Skyline Advisor, uh, to sort by what's new. Um, those new findings, new vulnerabilities, new configuration recommendations, um, whatever it may be. Um, this is actually a configuration recommendation here. Um, we back them all by VCF, following that kind of methodology. Um, but basically here we have inconsistent BIOS versions 
um, into these are clusters, I believe. They have inconsistent BIOS versions. Um, so we call those out there. But that's just a quick kind of day two, um, quickly sort and buy that first observe to see those new cards uh, within Skyline Advisor. Um, I did say I would touch quickly upon um, upgrade recommendations. This one doesn't inventory data, so it won't work. Um, but that's all I should need to show that particular organization for. Um, again, wanted to show those two findings. Give me one moment. I'm going to go back to this other organization. And we'll show upgrade recommendations. I won't spend too much time here um, as we are I'm starting to run out of time here. Uh, but I wanted to show you kind of that consolidated recommendation. Um, so if I go to, I'm going to use this one here. Um, so if you think about what I just showed, I just showed two findings, one for vCenter server, one for ESXi. Um, but if you think about your entire environment and all the potential issues, even if we think about those 152 findings, you might be thinking, okay, for let's say a single ESXi host, there might be, let's just make it really simple, five findings. But the recommendation to fix those five findings might be, well, one's update one, one's update 1A, one one's update 1B, one's update two, and the final one is update three. Uh, we would never want you to you know, go through each individual one and you know, write them down and determine, okay, where do I need to go to fix all of them at once? So do one change to fix five findings. Um, that's basically what upgrade recommendations tries to do for you. So 39 findings, more than five. If we click show details, basically the, rec the recommendation is here, um, upgrade 6.7 to update three, this particular build number or higher, of course. And then at the bottom, we show you those 39 findings that would be fixed by doing that particular upgrade. So this is kind of that true risk mitigation. Um, you can't export this list today, uh, but from a you know security vulnerabilities, there's usually yep, a couple of purple screens of death in here um, by the acronym PSOD, um, which many of us are familiar with. But that gives you that perspective of, uh, give me that one recommendation to fix everything that Skyline is calling out at once. Um, within the upgrade recommendations. And then there at the top, um, we do a product interoperability check just quickly. I'm calling out that, you know, here's our recommendation, um, but you're actually running a version of vSAN that is not interoperable with that recommendation. So we do call that out upfront um, so that in this instance, you'd actually have to upgrade vSAN first. Um, you still have to do all the other interoperability checks. Um, so hardware interoperability, uh, any other, you know, storage, uh, server platform, third-party applications, backup software. Uh, we're not doing any of those, um, but we are doing those at least product interoperability checks that Skyline can see. So that was actually the very next question I was gonna ask is, you know, what if all these findings, there's just too many of them to filter through, how can I just address a bunch at once? So you nailed that one. Yes. I also had a yep. question uh, personally, um, is there a comprehensive list somewhere or just even within Skyline Advisor of all the various products that uh, Skyline supports? I don't mean specific version numbers, just like listing out vSphere, NSX, vRealize, automation or operations, Horizon or some that you've named. Are there others? Does it just kind of tell us somewhere everything that we can, you know, <clears throat> attach Skyline Advisor to? Um, we don't call it out specifically within advisor, um, I'll say yes and no to your question. Um, so we don't call it within advisor everything we support. Um, we probably should, uh, in all honesty, um, at least somewhere, someplace. Um, so I will definitely take that back to our, our PM team. But within the findings catalog here, um, which is relatively new, you can see everything that VMware, or I'm sorry, everything that Skyline is analyzing for. Um, so today, I'm just going to quickly scroll to the bottom here. There are 604 findings within Skyline. So that's those findings are for all the products. Um, so today, we support vSphere, NSXV, and T. Uh, vSAN's included. Um, we, you don't actually add vSAN. It's just if you're running vSAN, once you add vCenter server, uh, we pick that up as part of adding vCenter. Uh, VRI's operations manager. So the actual appliance of your operation or appliances, um, Horizon connection servers. Um, and then finally, it's VMware Cloud Foundation in the form of SDDC Manager. Um, so if you're using VMware Cloud Foundation today, you would add SDDC Manager to the collector, but you would also need to add the vCenter servers, the NSX managers, 
um, and other components. Um, those aren't added automatically um, in order for the entire cloud foundation uh, suite of products uh, integrated solution uh, to be added to Skyline. Um, but from this perspective, you could say, look, for instance, uh, I want to see all findings that are related to Horizon. That's a, a pretty simple one that I can filter on. Um, here you can see, and again, they're fronted by the product. There are 15 of them. So 15 Horizon related findings um, that you can see here. You can click on the details um, and see you know, what the details are. We don't tell you within the findings catalog whether this finding impacts you or not. We're just gonna show you here, we're analyzing for this, that, or the other. Um, so that's one way you can look at it. Where this is useful, so this is really good kind of leading into day two, is this filled a gap that occurred with um, your vSphere administrator. VMware releases a new security advisory. Uh, you're using Skyline to detect vulnerabilities within your environment. Um, so you come into Skyline Advisor, you click on active findings, and the, you know, the finding's not there. So in your eyes, if it's not there, um, what Skyline shows you is, here are the things that impact you. What we don't show you are the things that don't impact you. Um, so in your eyes, it could be one of two things. I'm not impacted because it's not here, or there's not a finding for Skyline. So it kind of left that door open on, well, I should probably go check myself. With the findings catalog, you can now come here first and see, yes, um, where's that one from February 23rd? I think it's here. So this particular finding here, um, I got a lot of uh, social media, the uh, vSphere client exposed to the internet, there's a vulnerability, you could be impacted. Uh, we fixed, you know, VMware fixed it, um, but that's a really good situation where, okay, you come here first and see if Skyline has a finding for it or not. Yes, it does. Okay, so I know there's a finding. I'm going to copy that finding ID, and I'm going to go back to my active findings. Um, I want to know if I'm impacted or not. I could search for it, and actually, yes, I am impacted by this particular finding um, for this particular vCenter server. Um, and again, that's just doing a version build check. Um, we could have firewall controls in place and all those sort of things to secure it from an inbound outbound perspective, but from a pure, there's a bug in vCenter server, or a vulnerability, vulnerability in vCenter server, here's where VMware's fixed it. Um, this particular vCenter server is potentially impacted by that vulnerability. So yeah, that findings catalog um, is the place to go to see. I'm not necessarily gonna show you the products we support. We don't really call that out in a good way, but it's at least gonna show you everything that VMware, or everything that Skyline, I apologize, um, is analyzing for. And we do sort those by when we release those into Skyline. Cool, thanks. Absolutely. Um, I'll kind of close it out here. I already went through Log Assist, um, so I don't need to cover that. Um, we did upgrade recommendations. I go back to the dashboard. Um, we do have in-product feedback. Um, so this is really useful, um, not from the perspective of, you know, everyone wants feedback, um, every product owner. Uh, what, where this is useful is not necessarily, you know, your rating, you can rate it one to seven. Um, but I would really like support for VRA. Uh, we don't support VRA's automation today. Um, it is, again, something we're thinking about. Um, but this feedback here, once you click submit, goes directly into a Slack channel that I'm on, our PM team's on, um, our product leaders are on. So that's where it's really useful is we can see that feedback um, almost immediately come in, um, and then we can obviously react upon it if needed. Um, so we definitely encourage this. Um, rate it again. Um, how you so choose, um, but this text feedback is really important. Again, that's in the product, um, in that feedback section. Um, last thing I'll show here, just we'll go a little bit bleeding edge. We do have um, some integrations with Verizon Operations. I'll show just one in the interest of time. Um, if you're utilizing Skyline Advisor in Verizon Operations Cloud, um, you'll notice here we have some pie charts uh, very basic pie charts being presented by Skyline. You don't need Verize operations at all to put the, for these to appear. They appear based upon the Skyline data. Um, that data we're collecting, we can populate these particular pie charts. Um, but let's say you want more in-depth data. Um, that's then what's being provided within Skyline Advisor. Uh, we do have a launch in context to Verize operations cloud, um, and that is cloud only. So if you're using VRIS operations, you know, installed in your environment, 
that launching context does not exist. But for BI's operations cloud, um, if I were to go back to this particular organization um, and look at all the different services, these five here of which Rio's Operations Cloud is one of them, um, I'm basically consuming both services. I've purchased Rio's Operations Cloud. I'm using Skyline Advisor because I have a support contract. Um, they're both enabled on this particular organization. So I can go from one to the other um, very easily um, within, again, that construct of that cloud services organization. So here I can go here and then go you know, I'm going to see more details around those, uh, was that 26 clusters all with HA is true um, or those four clusters where HA enabled is false. Um, so we do have that kind of launch in context. Um, I don't really necessarily myself call it an integration because you don't need realize operations for this. Um, you don't need Skyline for this, um, but this enables you to go from one to the other in context for where you're working within Skyline Advisor. Again, if you want more information. Um, and then it is worth noting for those customers that do have realized operations installed, you know, on-premises, been using it for, um, you know, a while. We do have a management pack um, for Skyline that you can install within your um, realized operations. Again, customer deployed on-premises deployment of realized operations. Good stuff. Thanks a lot, Nick. Um... I'm going to give folks a, a chance to get in, you know, any last questions they may have uh, since we're getting low on time, but I'll, I'll just ask um, if folks want to learn more, what resources are out there? Where should they go? Should they reach out to you on Twitter? Is there a Skyline handle on Twitter? Ask questions. Should they go to a particular product page? What's that look like? Yes. Give me one second. I actually have some resources here that um, the folks attending can write down quickly. Uh, give me one second, play in window, and I'll reshare. I'll go back to my um, PowerPoint presentation. I jotted a few down. Um, so if you're you know, following along at home, um, two knowledge-based articles that are really useful, uh, 55928, uh, so standard VMware KB, um, as well as 71071. Uh, 55928 is our FAQ. So a lot of common questions, uh, products we support, for instance, security questions, um, how things are transferred, where it's stored, who has access, those sort of things um, as it relates to the security of the data we collect. Um, and then that 71071 are examples of the type of data we collect. Um, so again, you know, IP addresses, object names, version build. Um, there's examples in that particular KB article. And then for a really in-depth, kind of Q&A regarding uh, cloud security. The uh, consensus assessment initiative questionnaire, uh, CAKE for short, C-A-I-Q, um, it's about 300 uh, cloud security type questions um, that we've answered that are specific to Skyline. Um, basically the easiest way to find this is just type in VMware Cloud Security Alliance in your favorite web browser, your favorite, favorite search engine. Um, it'll usually be the first hit. Um, there are many services on there. So for instance, VR's Operations Cloud has a cake. VMware Cloud and AWS has a cake. Skyline has a cake. You can download that. It's basically an Excel format, has the question and the answer. So that's a really good resource. Uh, Customer Experience Improvement Program is the overarching program for the data collection. So that's type of data we collect, how we use it, et cetera, um, as well as the VMware Cloud Trust Center. Um, has details around SOC compliance, and those are sort of details. Um, and what I didn't leave here is our um, homepage, but basically if you just go to skyline.vmware.com, um, that'll take you to our Skyline landing page um, where we have all our you know, basic marketing material, um, which you would find on any product homepage. Um, and yes, Ken, to your point, anyone can reach out to me on Twitter, um, you know, at Infritch, I'm more than welcome. I believe my DMs are open if you want to private message me. If they're not, I'll open them, but I'm pretty sure they already are. Um, you can do that. Um, but yeah, any format on Twitter is perfectly acceptable. Um, or you can email me. I'm perfectly fine with that as well. Um, I actually encourage it. Um, and that is just Fritch in. So it's the reverse of my uh, Twitter handle. Um, so it's Fritch in, um, as in Nick, at VMware.com. I have no issue with that as well. If a customer wants to email me about um, not using Skyline and have questions or using Skyline and have questions, uh, whatever it may be, um, please reach out. I'm an open door. 
Great, thanks a lot, Nick. Um, I haven't seen any final questions come in, so any final words uh, for our viewers before we stop recording? Yes, no? I'm not muted, am I? No, you're not. <laughs> yeah, I was just asking you if you have any uh, final words before we uh, hit the stop record button for the evening. Well, um, thanks everybody for joining us tonight or watching this on YouTube. Uh, be sure to check out these resources uh, as you kind of research Skyline on your own. Thanks again.